The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, welcome everybody to another episode of the Pick 6 Podcast. You can also find us, um, or we're proud partners of the Underdog Podcast Network. You can also find us on Podcast One. You can also find us on YouTube. Brad's making me laugh as he's waving to the camera right there. Oh, Shooter McGavern. Shooter. Shooter. What's up, buddy? <laughs> yep. Uh, that reminds me, everybody, if um, if you haven't, if you're listening to this on Underdog Podcast, that's great. Um, we love that. Please subscribe and all that stuff. That's great. Thanks for landing on our, um, you know, on our on our program. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, please do so. We are at YouTube.com/slash The Underdog, and uh, you know, Brad and I have two podcasts. We uh, we splice up our Get Paid podcast um, for game previews. Um, those are like two to three minute. You know, just chats about the game against the spread, daily fantasy insight. You know, kind of start sit kind of stuff. Uh, then Brad and I, at, you know, from our from our week uh, there, we have a couple days of reflection, and then we pick our top six bets. Um, I go through my top six um, fantasy daily fantasy budget plays, um, hence the name Pick Six. So yeah, check us out there. Give us a subscription. But today is all about making money. Brad and I have selected our six bets, um, but before we get in there, Brad, did you want to like talk about anything? Again, we're, we're recording this on Thursday, so there's no insight about the uh, the Rams versus Seattle games. But maybe you want to give a little bit of a your thoughts about tonight because I still don't know who the hell's going to win that game. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. It's it's an excellent Thursday night matchup. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching Russell Wilson. I think he's just phenomenal, mm-hmm. man. I think he's as good as it gets. Dude, yeah. And, uh, you know, and he doesn't get much love by way of all-time talk, and I think he deserves to, and I don't understand what the deal is. I, I think it's like for every for everything anyone's ever said good about Cam Newton, <laughs> they should take it back and give it over to Russell Wilson, you know? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm, I'm with you, man. I don't, I don't get it either, and as you and I say on this, because neither one of us like the Seahawks— um, you know, me, I hope they go 0-16. Yeah, I know. I, I don't care. It's like I hope they and the, the Patriots go 0-16, but they make it so damn hard for an objective, you know, especially because we're, we like to make money. So, you know, we can't just bet against the Seahawks and we can't just bet against the Patriots every week because they cover all the time. Um, man, like he's doing some crazy stuff. When I, when I talked to you earlier this week, Brad, um, I had yet to watch the Seahawks um, Arizona game. I actually watched it earlier today. Holy crap, man, they're shredding. Uh-huh. And when Chris um, Carson doesn't fumble the ball, they're, like, really, really tough to stop. You know, if they don't shoot themselves in the foot, they're hard to stop, man. I like the Seahawks team. The Rams, I'm still um, – I could, I picked the Rams. You picked the Seahawks. Um, and the, the line is uh, Rams plus two uh, last I, I checked. I mean, I could see the Rams bouncing back, you know. And, and I think Goff may be the type of quarterback that, like, he's willing to be in a shootout. And, yeah. uh Excuse me. He will raise himself to the competition. We've seen that before, yeah. so he's not afraid of it. Yeah, I, I just I don't know what to think about the the matchup. I really don't because in recent years the Rams have kind of owned the Seahawks in the last two years, and they've had the number, and you know it's never really been um, that big of a contest. But it seems like the NFL has reacted, and they're kind of copycatting um, Bill Belichick's uh, Super Bowl kind of strategy. And it seems yeah. like the Rams. There's all this talk, Brad, about Todd Gurley. It's annoying me, really. I don't think anybody's talking enough about Sean McVay. He's getting out coached. Um, yes, right, right. They've fallen off a little bit, and. Uh, I don't know if that's too much of a surprise, man. I mean, at some point, the lack of experience, I think, catches up with you. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't be good at something, you know, <clears throat> as a younger guy or fresh, yeah, yeah. fresh, fresh out the gate. But um, 
I think eventually you go up against people that just maybe know a little bit more than you, and uh, it shows. Yeah. And, and I think that's okay. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, with respect to McVeigh, another thing that, uh, you know, people aren't talking about, first of all, the offensive line is a lot worse than they were last year. Um, okay, which, well, there, there's that. Yeah. Right? I feel like that's something you can clean up, though, schematically, and I think he will. But uh, what people aren't remembering is Matt LaFleur got picked off off the staff to be the offensive coordinator of Tennessee and now the head coach of, um, of Green Bay. You had, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but I believe the offensive coordinator um, for the Rams right now was either the offensive coordinator or quarterback guy for the Rams. Then you have um, Cincinnati, Zach Taylor um, was the guy with the Rams. So he's been losing his offensive staff for years. Um, Mm. It's similar, actually, to Carolina um, uh, Rivera. Yeah, because I was about to say River Ron. That's the officiating guy. Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, um, he lost his defensive staff like two or three years in a row, and they, they struggled. Well, now they have some continuity, and they're getting back. But um, you can't just lose your offensive staff two years in a row, your entire offensive staff, and then not feel the hurt. And they didn't really – you know, I feel like they were promoting from within there. They weren't really going outside the organization and bringing in other opinions. You know, I, I, I just think maybe Sean McVay, he needs to go out and get maybe – I don't know. I'm not saying like a like an older, more experienced guy, but I'm just saying like a more another opinion in the room. You know, maybe somebody that, you know, maybe like a hardcore like offensive line coach or something like that. Just like, oh well, what if we did this? What if we did that? I don't know. I mean, I feel like that that's what Seattle did with uh, what's his face Schottenheimer, um, who I was critical of, but he's gotten that team going because he's gotten a run game to support Russell Wilson. Um, maybe they just need somebody else in there to get that running game back on track so that golf doesn't have to throw 68 times. I know, I know. That's a bad sign, man. That's that's a really bad sign of what's going on. And uh, very ridiculous, man. Very ridiculous. And there's there's no reason why they should lose to Tampa at home or give up. What did they give up? I, it was over 50, 50, wasn't it? 50-something, right? 50, I mean, that's, yeah. that's inexcusable. Yeah, I, I filmed. I don't know if I released it yet on um, Underdog TV, but I said um, – you know, any game where Jared Goff throws 68 times and Todd Gurley runs the ball five times, five times, 16 yards and a touchdown, you're not doing your job. And I'm sorry, right. I do not believe, I'm not buying into this thing. I think he had, I think he had like an MCL sprain last year. I'm not buying into this being a career-ending injury. You know, Nick Wright, Colin Coward, like all these people are talking about Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley. He's not getting the ball. He's not getting the ball. Give him the ball 20 times. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I don't know what the I don't know I don't what to like tell you it, about man. that. It's very bizarre. I don't like it either. It's very weird. Yeah. So like for me, I I want to see is this the Rams team that can handle the Seahawks or is this um, the Seahawks? They're just gonna you know do what everybody else is doing to the Rams and you know we'll find out tonight. Um, and uh, I could see it going either way. <laughs> I really have no idea what's gonna go on. Um, I know this is a prediction show, but I'm staying far away from this one betting wise. And uh, you know. If but that's two. That's two to good. Uh, two good Thursday matchups in a row, man. Yeah. yeah. Two great matchups. Almost maybe even the game of the week on a Thursday, which Oddly is cool. Enough, I'm three and zero so far, and um, and I, I am picking the Rams. I guess. Um, I am three and zero so far in Thursday night games. I never bet them though. I never bet them. Uh, let's see. Okay. Well, let's just start, man. Um, you want to just okay. get into the picks? Yeah, sounds great. All right, man. So uh, Buffalo versus the Tennessee Titans is the first one. Um, these are two defenses. I like both of these teams quite a bit. Tennessee is 2-2. Two and two. Buffalo is 3-1. and one. Got handed their first loss last week against New England. Put up a hell of a fight. Frankly, probably should have won the game. Josh Allen throws three interceptions, gets hurt. I think Barkley comes in, throws another one. Patriots had four interceptions, scored 16 points, seven of which were on a blocked 
field or uh, punt attempts. So this Buffalo off, uh, defense, Sean McDermott, what he's doing, very impressive. Uh, but you know, Tennessee came into Atlanta. I thought Atlanta schematically matched up very well offensively to Tennessee. I thought Atlanta with their pass first kind of offense and everything. I thought they were going to give Tennessee fits. Tennessee dominated their defense, uh-huh. dominated. I like both of these teams, but I see this as a low scoring game. For that reason, Brad and I are both on the Buffalo Bills. Brad, uh, Brad why don't you um, why don't you talk about a little bit about? Uh, oh, and by the way, Josh Allen is questionable. Um, I tend to think he's going to play, but Matt Barkley, I don't know. So if Josh Allen gets deactivated, maybe that uh, you know, maybe we take that off our board. But with that said, Brad, what do you think about the game? Uh, you know what? It's funny. I feel like this is the matchup of two teams that we dogged and, and didn't really give any time to in the uh, off season. And uh, don't, least, let's not pay attention. I know to I did it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it was a we thing, but I led that charge. I think you know. So, uh, but you you didn't fight it, and uh, all of a sudden we have two teams that are that are way better than we thought. Especially Buffalo. Listen, Buffalo. I mean, no one would argue that either New England or Kansas City is the best team in the league, and. Um, Buffalo took New England to the wire yeah. and lost because of special teams play. And that's that's something, man. Like, that that means something to me. And um, I don't care if they did it in Buffalo, you know? Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, they were at home. That, that just doesn't, doesn't matter at yeah. all. Yeah, So, you know, maybe they are way better. You know, maybe they're better than Seattle. Maybe the Bills are better than Green Bay, you yeah. know? Like, I, I look, I'm not saying they are, but— I'm impressed. Yeah, man, through the quarter polls, you got to be impressed, man. This defense, is as soon as Sean McDermott got there, and they were a pretty solid defensive group. I think it was, gosh, is it Rex Ryan before Sean McDermott? I know he was there. I don't remember if that was the exact succession there, but um, the defense was solid. McDermott got there. They got even better. They made the playoffs the first year. I can't even remember who was the quarterback. It might have been freaking Ryan Fitzpatrick for all I know. Yeah. I, I actually don't think it was, but it could have been. I don't know. Um, but man, this defense is, is legit. Like they're a legit top defense. Nobody puts them like every, you're always hearing about Chicago and Jacksonville. You're never hearing about Buffalo, but they're always up there. Like Pitt, uh, we're hearing about new England this year. Buffalo's defense is damn good. They're damn yeah, good. really good. Really um, good. Yeah. You know, we, we hear about Chicago's defense and new England's and I mean, maybe you put Buffalo right up in there. You know? I put Buffalo ahead of Jacksonville at this point. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're both, it's funny because they're both small market teams, but Jacksonville has Jalen Ramsey, and I guess they're kind of a louder defense in terms of, you know, out in the press and all that stuff. Buffalo is like a blue collar, we're just going to shut you down type uh, type defense. I like them. Three points in this game is like 20 to me. I mean, it's like, I just don't see either team. I think this is going to be a close game. I wrote down Tennessee 17, Buffalo 16 just because they're at home. But I'm telling you, like, three points. I'll take Buffalo in that defense on three points, even with Matt Barkley starting probably. Um, Devin Singletary might come back this week for Buffalo. Maybe, maybe not. The hamstring issue is still healing. Um, I, I, this, Both of these teams, Brad, you're right, man. I like both of them. I actually am higher on Buffalo than I am on Tennessee at this point. Um, I'm still not sold on Mariota. I think Josh Allen... Um, it will basically pass and ascend. I think he's about equal with Mariota now. I think he will ascend him by the end of the season, assuming he can stop diving forward and taking helmet-to-helmet shots in the head. Don't fall forward. Slide. Yeah, do not fall Goodness forward. But, but didn't they say the other day that if you dive forward, you're, you're giving yourself yeah. up still? Well, I, I think like if you— rule. I, I, I don't think it's giving yourself up um, in terms of, like, personal foul. I think, like, if you dive forward, uh, it's as good as a slide if nobody's around you. But I don't think it's that way. 
with like roughing penalties or like personal fouls. Um, if you fall forward, you can still get hit. You know, if you fall okay. forward and belly flop and nobody's around you, then you can't just like you know kill the man with the ball type stuff. Pile on, but um, but yeah, I feel like if you're diving forward and and it's a contested play, you can get hit, and that's what happened to Josh Allen. I'm sorry, it, 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 that's not a dirty hit. That's a football play. Josh Allen needs to protect the franchise. He needs to protect his head. He needs to protect his body, man. Because yeah, you're not you going to be 23 forever. You know. It's so interesting that all these guys in those moments they they do like the exact opposite thing they should do. Yeah, I know. You know, like I it and you think, well, could it be that hard? But maybe it is, man, because maybe instinct takes over and yeah. nobody wants to be a punk. But um, Russell Wilson is the best I've ever seen it. Mm. Not ever. Like, does he ever take a hit? Do you know who's Never. really who else is really good at that? Kyler Murray. Uh-huh. Kyler oh, Murray's is pretty good at that. Yeah, yeah he's not well, as good as Russell be. is, but he, yeah, no, he better be right. Yeah. He better be. Um, but anyway, that's uh, that's enough for that one, I think. Um, okay. Let's move it on. Next uh, next game we have on the list here. Uh, where are you? Chicago minus four and a half visiting Oakland. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is out. Uh, uh, Chase Daniels probably going to be starting. Um, four and a half points. Brad and I are both on Oakland. Brad, do you want to talk a little bit about this game? Uh, I think that the Bears will, will be better with a backup quarterback. <laughs> I know. The only thing that concerns me here is that Chase Daniels is, is playing. I think he's a more polished passer than Trubisky. Like, Look, I mean, we've I'm never concerned. been a Trubisky guy. He just looks like uh, it just looks like he's he can only read half the field. You mm. know, he just he's never really showed me anything ever. Yeah, right. I mean, has he ever showed you anything? Has he ever showed any anybody, you know, any of the the. Talking heads. Has anyone ever said anything good about him? There's nothing to him. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, 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 he's not fast. He's not special with the arm. He's not good before the, you know, before the snap. Yeah. So I think I think it's better for them to move on from the guy. I think it's I think it's you know um, it's almost like the, the the Chicago fans up here are like devoted to him. The fans are because they haven't. He probably legitimately is the best quarterback they've had in a couple of decades. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, who says so? Yeah. I mean, why? I mean, why? I, why? I, I don't know. Probably him, uh, is he sixteen be- starts. Is he better than Cutler? I mean, I don't think he's better than Cutler. From from a talent perspective, no. But people in the locker room like him. I think that matters. Okay, well, that matters. Yeah, but Cutler, I think Cutler underperformed. You know, I think he he never lived up to his talent. Okay, yeah. so so maybe they can't. I'm just saying, up. like they they just are looking for a quarterback. It's like Washington in a way. They're just looking for a quarterback, looking for an answer there. They just want something to root for. But well, I'm with yes, you, man. That I understand, but that doesn't mean he's better than any of the rest of the guys that have come through in the past 15 years. I think he's just. Well, I think he's he's just another one. And Chase Daniels has been around forever. Um, I think he he spent some. I think he spent some time backing up in Kansas City. So long time in the system. I could be wrong on that. I might be confusing with somebody else, but I'm pretty sure. And I believe he came in the league with New Orleans and might have spent some time with uh, Sean Payton. Well coached throughout his career. I do know that. Um, was good in college. Just never really got it going to the NFL. Smaller guy. But to your point, Brad, I think he can probably execute this passing attack better. So it actually concerns me a little bit. Um, this game. Now let me talk a little bit about Oakland. Um, look, this Chicago defense is legit. It's going to be hard. I think Oakland, um, assuming he plays Josh Jacobs, um, they will uh, just slam his head against that line of scrimmage, try to get some points or some yardage. 
Uh, Terrell Williams, J.J. Nelson should be back, hopefully. Um, I like what they're doing with the tight ends, Moreau, and, of course, Waller. This team can move. They've come out three out of the four games on fire. Gruden has them going. Gruden also played Denver, who's similar schematically in the opening week of the season, had no problem. I think uh, Oakland's going to utilize a short passing game with the tight ends. I think they're going to um, involve uh, Jalen Richard a little bit more this week. I think they'll have an answer, and um, unlike Washington, they are not a sieve in the secondary. Uh, they are better than advertised, even with Vontez Perfect out. Um, Chicago, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding for them. Four and a half is a lot for me, so uh, so I'm taking Oakland, and that's my story. Four and a half is a lot. The line that's actually surprises me. Yeah, that's a big one. I thought that really a goal surprises at least. me. So that means on a neutral field, uh, that's seven. That's seven and a half, right? Because Oakland's getting that three point bonus for the uh, for the home team. You know, yeah. the mythological three point bonus. Um, let's move it on, Brad. We have New England next one on the list. I convinced you of this just before the podcast. New England minus sixteen at Washington. I have now convinced you. Come over to the dark side. We're taking New England. I'm yeah, sorry. It's a, uh, it's a big line, but uh, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's a big line, but I truly don't understand how Washington scores a single touchdown in this game. Well, they may not do that, will they? Because uh, apparently the Patriots have only given up one touchdown all year. Uh, so stands And they play reason, decent teams. It, uh, decent. More decent than I, well, well, if you move Buffalo into the decent category, yes. Mm-hmm. But they beat, they beat Miami, yeah. okay. And Pittsburgh they beat... with Roethlisberger. All right. And they beat the crap out of them. So, yeah. all right. I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that for sure. Mm-hmm. Man, this team, um, I, I, I think, as, I, as we've said on Get Paid and everything, I think this team is the best Patriots team uh, defense in a while. This passing attack, I'm sorry. They don't, even, they don't need Antonio Brown. They don't even remember his name. They don't know his zip code. They don't know what color his mustache is at this point. Well, do they need anybody? No. I mean, let's let's be honest. Look, they're they're better than last year, right? Mm-hmm. And they the best tight end for the past ten years in the league retired. They yeah. lost the, one of the best players of all time. Yeah. And he he wasn't out of his prime. He was still he was still the man. He had a few yeah. years left in his prime. He sure did. And they're better, you know? Like <laughs> I'm sorry, if that happens to another team, it's lights out, game over for a good three years. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are certain, I was thinking about this, um, I can't remember if I was talking about this with you, if it was one of the other many segments I do for uh, for Underdog TV, um, once again, youtube.com slash the underdog. Um, I, I was looking at these teams, and there are certain teams that I would consider to have programs. Like, And when I say this, I almost look at it like college athletics. Like Alabama has a program. If they lose their quarterback, they'll just plug another one in there and be fine. Um, and quarterback's an extreme example, but basically any other position. Okay, I'm looking through. I think I think the Chargers are kind of a program. Um, outside of Phillip Rivers, they lose everybody on their offensive skill level, and they still put up 30 points. Um I think Philadelphia is kind of like that. Um, although I would like a stronger running game for there's yeah. just not many teams. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Baltimore's a little like that, but there are very few teams that I can think like, oh, if they lose this person, they're going to be fine. They're still going to be a winning team. Um, I will say this though: if um, you know Tom Brady were to go down with injury, that Stidham or whoever they got a backup quarterback, pff, give me a break. Give me a break. All right, all right, but all right. Let's say Tom Brady went out for uh, four games. Yeah, no problem. They go zero and four and still win the Super Bowl. No, would it? I mean, would it surprise you if they went two and two? No, they would. <laughs> they would. They you would go two and two. Yeah. Right? They win. They win six, six to three, twice. Yeah, exactly. Yes, for sure. Right. Or four to so, three. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, four, four to, to three, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever guess. it takes. Eight to seven. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, anyway, uh, back to the Patriots. I just don't see uh, – Dwayne Haskins might be the starting quarterback there this weekend. We'll see how that goes. I don't care. I, Case, Case Keenum is definitely the better quarterback. Um, I, I think that's pretty obvious. But Dwayne Haskins, as inaccurate and as raw as he is going against – going against the best defense that the best coach of all time um, yeah. has had in decades. It's it's going to be ugly. Um, I think New England can put up 50 points in this game. I don't think I don't see Washington get to 10. So I just don't see it. Um, I'm heavy on New England. Uh, I love this bet. Uh, New England broke my heart against the Jets a couple weeks ago, and they broke my heart against the Bills last week because Goskowski can't hit a freaking extra point and because the backup quarterback threw pick six. And because the the punter got a punt block, fluky things. I'm on New England. I have not found a line this this year yet for New England that I have not liked. Um, it takes a fluke to lose, so I'm just going to keep keep going and plugging away with New England. If Washington, if, let me tell you this: if Washington scores more than ten, I'll be shocked. Right. I'll be right, shocked. Right. Yeah, I would be as well. You know, so um, for jo- sure. And and their only good cornerback uh, uh, Norris is on the injury report. He's probably going to play, but. <laughs> oh, God. It's yeah, be brutal. They might put their JV team in there and put it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought but, that's what they were doing. Yeah, I know. Uh, hey, what happened to Adrian Peterson? Um, he's got no line blocking. I mean, I think he's okay. He's a little older, but he's got no line, no offensive uh, line. I mean, There's, I haven't heard his name once this year. I really have not, and I I almost forgot he was still on their team. Yeah, dude. He's um. Well, uh, Darius Geis should be the starter there, but I think he tore his meniscus or something. So he's on. I think probably short term IR. Chris Thompson, I think, is the if if you if you have balls if you have like balls of steel and you want to play daily fantasy from Washington, uh, you can play uh, McLaurin if he's back and uh, Chris Thompson. But I, I truly I don't believe they score a single touchdown this game. My analytics say it, and I say it, and my uh, eyes say it. Yeah, I, I think your eyes are right. Yeah. Um, let's move it on, Brad. We have um, one near and dear to your heart. We have Green Bay plus three and a half at Dallas. You and I are both on Green Bay. Yeah, I uh, I think I think Aaron plays really well uh, in Dallas. He just does, man, and I can't explain it. I don't know why. Um, Devonte Adams is out. Um, yeah, that's not good. No, it's just not good. And I say that because when he went out late against Philly, um, that's when the you know they couldn't get a yard on fourth down, and mm-hmm. that's when they started to, to struggle a little bit. So. Um, but still, the three and a half points, I like Green Bay for sure. I, th- I think they can manage. Yeah, I think this is an upset um, you know, an upset candidate. I think it's a close one for Green Bay. I do think Green Bay right now is the slightly – gosh, I don't know. I, I'd equate the teams on a, on, a, um, on a field, and you can see this. I mean, the, the odds makers say the same thing. On a neutral field, this would basically be a half-point game in Dallas's favor. Um, I could go either way on that, but I'm not overreacting. I want to repeat this because I know we said this earlier, Brad, earlier in the week. I'm not overreacting to that New Orleans game. Sometimes the defense, no, yeah, no. Sometimes not at the all. defense will just, you know, sometimes the defense earns earns a victory, and the defensive sure, line. How sure. many times in the last two seasons we can say, oh yeah, the defensive line definitely outplayed Dallas's offensive line. That uh, like that hardly, and that's what happened. You had a couple bad fumbles. I'm not, you know, throwing shade at Dak Prescott. I think this is a, still a really good team. I think actually in my power rankings, I have them six this week, and I have Green Bay five. So I have Green Bay slightly higher ranked. Like you, um, I agree that uh, Aaron Rodgers plays really well in Dallas. Um, Devontae Adams being out concerns me, but 
I think this is going to be kind of a moderate scoring game, like, you know, low 20s, mid 20s, something like that for both teams. I think it's going to be close down to the wire. Um, and I think, uh, you know, like you said before we started recording that, uh, this, uh, you know, this podcast, uh, that half point, that extra half point is a difference maker. Sure, sure. If it was two and a half, we'd probably go the other way. Yeah. Yep. It's close. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Close, close, close. Uh, okay. Next one. We've got two games left here. Uh, Cleveland, Monday Night Football at San Francisco. Cleveland is getting three and a half points. Brad, you and I both picked San Francisco. Yeah, you know, I uh, I I would have guessed that the, the line would be San Francisco by five or five and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm coming from. Um, I'm not about to drink the Kool-Aid on Cleveland. And I was telling Sean before the, the podcast started that I think uh, or maybe it was on during the podcast. Maybe. Am I repeating myself? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, not this one. Not, it, it would probably would have been in the gate paid one. So I think we're all okay. right. So anyways, I think what we saw was a glimpse of what Cleveland is capable of. Uh, they played really well, man. I thought, I thought, um, yeah. What's his name there? Chubb. Baker. I, I, oh, Chubb. Yeah. And, no, Chubb and Baker. It mm-hmm. was a, uh, it was a beatdown, and I think they are capable of that, but not every week. So I think that they take a step back, like a cha-cha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree. And the thing is, um, you know, I've been pounding the drum all season. Run the ball. Run the offense in Cleveland through Chubb. Don't run it through Baker and OBJ. Run it through Chubb. Then things will open up for Baker and OBJ. Um, I like Cleveland. They have the talent. Nobody disputes that. But what's the weakness of this team? It's the offensive line. One of the strengths of San Francisco is their incredible defensive line. They're playing fantastic. I think they're, even if Cleveland is disciplined enough to run with Chubb, um, I think San Francisco will be able to shut him down early, which means I think Kitchens won't be disciplined enough to stay with Chubb. I think that this will turn into an OBJ throwing to Beckham and throwing to Landry kind of uh, display, and that plays into San Francisco's hands. They want to use that defensive line and that pass rush to create you know, poor throws, rushed throws, and turnovers. And I think this is a recipe for uh, for disaster. Cleveland comes out, they're puffing their chest for taking care of Baltimore. Well, you and I watched that game, Brad, and, and Cleveland earned that victory, but Baltimore was just kind of... It's it's like they they're a fighter that took a huge like headshot in the first round and just couldn't get it going. You know they yeah, got sure sure you know, they, their lines the, the Cleveland lines on both sides of the ball dominated um, early and they could never right the ship. And you and, and I you because know, they were ahead. gaining you know they were getting back into it. They're you know yeah. it, it started to have that feel that the, the you know the inertia was going to switch sides and momentum was building mm-hmm. and then Chubb broke that one and it's like <laughs> right I mean he just he just they were coming back. It was a defensive moment and he just. Took destroyed him. He cut the legs out of the whole thing. So and that'll do it, you know. And um, and that's just how it went, man. And that probably destroyed them a bit. So yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting. You know, Baltimore. We actually removed this game because it's one of the games we agreed on. We took Baltimore to bounce back against Pittsburgh. Um, we took that off of our board. Um, still think that could happen. Pittsburgh. To me, it's it's like I, I don't know what this offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh is going to do. Is he like? Is he going to? Um, is he going to try to run that short pass game, run the ball with Samuels and, and Connor, assuming he plays? I don't know if he can do that two games in a row. I don't know if he's willing to do that two games in a row. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, if he does, I think Pittsburgh can win that game. So anyway, it's just too much. And then, you know, the the home division underdog thing, I, I, I don't like that either. But back to San Francisco, you know, they can run the ball. I think they will have success running the ball against Cleveland's defensive line, um, although I do think Cleveland's defensive line is very good. Um, I think Garoppolo will pick his spots. Uh, I think these rookie receivers that they have, I think finally Jalen Hurd is going to be back in, hopefully. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a different San Francisco team. 
you know, if, if you're not a San Francisco 49er fan, if you haven't been following him, watching him, I think it's going to be different from what you think you're going to see. Um, Cleveland, I think they're ready to take a step back after puffing their chests out. But let me say this. I, I'm confident in the bet. I like the bet. But if Cleveland comes out and wins this game by 10, I really wouldn't be shocked. And if they do that, it'll be because Nick Chubb ran for another 25 and 150 or something like that, you know? Right. So we'll see, man. So, uh, you know, I think Cleveland will go as Chubb goes, um, both in this game and for the rest of the season. I just think San Francisco has the tools to stop them. All right, Brad. Me too. Um, We do have a bonus game, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, But the last official game on our list in the pick six, uh, Jacksonville plus three and a half at Carolina. Brad, you and I are on Jacksonville. You want to talk about that one? Yeah, hasn't the uh, backup for Carolina gone two and zero? Am I Kyle correct Allen. in that one? Kyle, Kyle Allen. Allen, yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of guys named Kyle Allen in the league. I don't, I like the guy from Buffalo is named there, Kyle. There's Allen, so many the Devontes with different spellings. It, it drives me crazy when I'm trying yeah. to put out the rankings and all that stuff. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I just think he's due for a loss, man. And yeah. I think Jackson. I like Jacksonville, dude. I like this. Uh, Gardner. I like the excite excitement they have at quarterback. And jeez. Uh, oh, What's the um, what's the deal with the the cornerback there, Jalen Ramsey? Oh, he's that's still still not practicing. He's going to be questionable this week. Um, you know, he just wants to be traded, and he's milking a, a back injury. Um, unless he's got the scoliosis, he's he's just not going to play mm-hmm. um, most likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jacksonville says they have no plans to play him uh, or trade him, I should say. Um, if he plays, you know, this defense is better. You know, I heard he was picked on um, by um, by Denver, uh, and rightfully so, because who you're going to pick on in that defense. But I thought he played actually okay. Kyle uh-huh. Allen, he's doing what Mason Rudolph did last week. He's just throwing the ball, you know, short. Brad, I did finally catch up on all the games. My goodness, it took me forever, but I got there. Uh, he's throwing the ball short. You know, he's throwing the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Why wouldn't you? He's, you know, taking some shots to the tight ends, short wide receiver screens and all that stuff. But he's not throwing for, for long yardage. Jacksonville, I think this defense has the opportunity, even without Jalen Ramsey, to shut down Carolina. And that Gardner Minshew, man, he can complete passes downfield. He's uh, he's a gamer, man. I like this guy a lot. Yeah, he's playing well. You know, it's a small sample size, but yeah. Yeah, he's playing well. He seems to have a uh, – he has a way about him that people really take to, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, he it looks like he, he, he has a fun style of play. So yeah. I'm excited for them, and I'm on board. Yeah, he reminds me of – honestly, he reminds me a little bit of Baker Mayfield. Um I should say this. He reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield outside of the personality. Um, you know, right, I know Baker right. Mayfield's teammates love him and all that stuff, but Baker can be polarizing elsewhere. I think everybody else tends to like him. Uh, Gardner Minshew, I'm talking about. Um, whereas, you know, you know, Cleveland's like, you know, um, taking a bullet for uh, for Baker Mayfield across the city. But, um, you know, it's like everybody likes to see this Gardner Minshew. Um, so I like him, man. I hated that Uncle Rico skit on um, on ESPN as we watched. I detailed that, Brad. You'll be proud of me. I detailed this in um, in painstaking detail on the Functional Sportsaholic in a segment labeled Why ESPN Sucks. Uh, by the time people are watching this podcast on YouTube, there should be another video, so check that out. But holy crap, that was the worst thing that I've ever seen on TV. That was the worst thing I had ever seen. And uh, for the viewers that don't know, we watched that together. Mm-hmm. And Sean was in the next room, and I said, <laughs> dude, you would not believe what I'm watching. It's it's the most terrible thing I've ever seen. And he said, I have to know. And we, we both witnessed He came over. We both witnessed it like a train wreck. You know, we rewinded the DVR. It was terrible. I have to know. It was it was like I felt it. Like I felt embarrassed for mm. the whole thing. Everything. You know, like when you just watch, like when you watch somebody like 
trip down the, the stairs at a wedding or something and you just you're just like totally embarrassed you know for them the whole thing made me feel so gross i couldn't believe it so Man. i'm sure it's on youtube so if anyone hasn't seen it and, you, and you're you're ready to feel a little disgusting oh and, my gosh uh, it's go just check yeah it out. you did you needed a shower after it or i needed a shower after it, i should say so yeah the, the the backstory to that too is i was in the next room trying to take a nap because um brad and i i was brad and i were live this week um working on some podcast stuff so i was in miami i flew down um, for those who don't know, I live in Chicago. So I flew down um, and I got to Fort Lauderdale and we hung out. We had a good time. You know, we had some drinks and everything, um, you know, with a big group of people. And I got back to my hotel room at like 3.30 in the morning. And then I was, you know, I had maybe a couple a couple too many drinks. So I had a, like a hotel burger. The burger was more, was more expensive than the hotel room, if you can believe it. Um, and then uh, and then I crashed probably about four. But then you had a work thing. So we had to go. It, like Anyway, so I got like two or three hours sleep. I was dying. And I was just about to fall asleep in the next room, and you're like, I, I, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And I woke up, and I was like, you're right, I have to experience this. And I never went to bed that day. I never, I never took the nap because yeah, it yeah. was so bad that I could not sleep for fear of reliving it in my dreams, my nightmares. There's no way. So anyway, Jacksonville. That was so bad. It was so bad. So bad. So bad. So, I broke, so I broke the entire video down, um, including Gardner Minshew not even having a freaking mustache. That's the, the whole bit. The whole bit is that he has a mustache like Uncle Rico. And when they did it, he didn't have one. He had a beard. Once you grow other hair, you cease to have a mustache. The same hair exists, but the addition of the other hair turns it into a beard. Right? Everybody knows that. Yeah, ESPN, leave it to them to screw up facial hair. Jeez. Oh, my God. That was... <laughs> Anyway, let's move it. Here's the bonus game. Um, this is the game that you, we we disagree. We still disagree on this, but I'm I'm thinking and leaning towards coming back over there if some things happen. So it's Indianapolis plus eleven visiting Kansas City. I'm on Indianapolis. Brad, you're on Kansas City. Let me just start. Um, I'm on Indianapolis. I like Indianapolis. Um, we were talking a little bit about programs and all that stuff. I think in, Indianapolis is installing that kind of program. I like Jacoby Brissett. I like this team. I like this offensive line. I like the defense that they're putting together. I like the coaching staff. I love the coaching staff, in fact. Um, but if Marlon Mack and T.Y. Hilton can't play, and I'll even say this, if one of them can't play, they can't, they cannot cover the spread. Um, I think it's a little close if, if Indianapolis is completely healthy. We'll see what happens later in the week. If either T.Y. Hilton or Marlon Mack is out, I'm on Kansas City on your side, Brad. But do you want to talk about why you're on Kansas City regardless? Uh, I think, you know, they didn't play very well. And I, yeah. I, I'd almost treat it like a loss, like a really awesome team lost one. Um, they, they played, you know, they didn't look like themselves, even though they still scored 30-something, right, and, and won. I think they bounced back, and I think they have an amazing day. That's the theory. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and you're right. I mean, this is an offense, as, as we watched, because we watched this game, the, the Kansas City-Detroit game live, it didn't look like pa uh, Patrick Mahomes ever got off the bus. The offense still put up 27 points. They put up 34 total. Um, legit, man, they're a legit team. Um, <laughs> they, you know, 30 or 30, 31 other players, as I said earlier in the week, would have lost that game. Or not players, but teams. Mm -hmm. With the exception of maybe maybe New England, most of those uh, most of those teams would lose that game, and Kansas City won it. Um, they're serious, and that's not you know a season. They might get Brad. They might get Tyreek Hill back this week. 
Oh, yeah, he's right, practicing. Damian Williams might come back too, the best of their running backs, in my opinion. So Kansas City actually might be back to full strength. Um, so it's out there. I'm going to be watching that injury report uh, closely, and we, Brad and I, always bet on these games. So Brad and I will be texting, and uh, I'll add this to our picks, and I'll come over as well. Uh, Brad, I'm going to do – I don't know if you have any teasers. I do have one suggestion to tease down a game, um, um, if possible, and then you know, apply them to other ways or whatever. But uh, uh, let's just talk about Daily Fantasy. Um, I'm talking DraftKings numbers at this point. Here are my six for you. I'll give you one quarterback, two running backs and receivers – and one tight end. Uh, quarterback, I feel dirty, a little dirty saying this, but Andy Dalton has always been one of my uh, my favorite daily fantasy quarterbacks. He's always cheap because nobody likes him. He's at 5700 bucks. I yeah. know John Ross yeah. is hurt, um, but they're playing Arizona, who gives up a ton of passing yards. I do think that, um, you know, if John Ross is hurt, Arizona's going to lock down Tyler Boyd. What does that mean? I think, oh my gosh, we'll see if Zach Taylor, I've, I've given up on Zach Taylor, the head coach there, but I think that means... Joe Mixon should get some receptions out of the backfield, you would think. Gio Bernard, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, mm-hmm. his play calling is bad. Um, but also, I think the tight ends there, Yuzuma and uh, Tyler Eifert, um, will do well. Uh, my next pick um, at running back, Brad, is, uh, is actually Pollard, backup running back for uh, for um, Dallas at 4,400. I think he's going to be utilized a little bit more in the screen game this week against a tough Green Bay defense, against a fast Green Bay defense. I do think they'll introduce him a little bit more. It, that's what my analytics are telling me anyway, and I listen to the computer. Um, next one on my list is uh, James White, running back New England, $5,000. I mentioned uh, New England might put up 5,000 or 5,000 5, points, 50 points. might be 5,000 by the time they're done with them. Um, I'm, I'm high on any New England Patriot, um, including their receivers, but James White, I like him at running back. Uh, wide receiver Cole Beasley, um, aspiring rap artist and slot receiver for the... <laughs> For the Buffalo Bills, uh, forty-six hundred. Um, I think uh, Buffalo playing Tennessee. They're gonna have to work that, um, you know, that short game, that intermediate game. A lot of wide receiver sc- uh, screens. Cole Beasley's gotten a ton of targets, ton of receptions the last two weeks. He's used how I think they will use him, um, especially if Matt Barkley's in there. Um, and I do think that Cole Beasley gets into the end zone for Buffalo this week against Tennessee. Uh, wide receiver Allen Robinson for Chicago. We talked about in this uh, podcast how uh, Chase Daniels is gonna be playing. Um, it might be Daniel, Chase Daniel, Chase Daniels, again, Daniel, Chase Daniel. Um, no, but seriously, uh, Allen Robinson, um, 5600 bucks. I think he gets in the end zone this week regardless of who's throwing the ball. I like it even more if old Chase is back there playing, slinging the rock. And then uh, last one on the list here, my sixth, the tight end. Um, again, I'm going to stick with Cincinnati there. Because John Ross is hurt, uh, you're looking at basically Auden Tate to get some t- some targets, and you're looking at Yuzma and Eifert. I like Eifert in the red zone. I think he'll get in the end zone this week. So I like him as a daily fantasy sleeper. Brad, any teases you like there? Um, <clears throat> Rooney, uh, you know, I, I I hesitate to to pick the ones that we've already gone through. Yeah, right. You know, um, let me let me list uh, let me list the ones that you picked that we didn't agree on. Um, mm-hmm. You were on Seattle. Uh, you were on Cincinnati against Arizona. The Giants. Um, the Giants, uh, Minnesota was minus six against the Giants and you were on the Giants. Well, you know, here, here's the thing is I don't, I don't love any of the lines yeah. this week aside from the ones that you and I took together, to yeah. be honest, that none of them do it for me, uh, at all. Even with teasers, usually yeah, right. like, usually a few games jump out at me. Um, yeah, I don't dig these at all, man. Yeah. I, 
Not any, except for the ones that we took. And that's that's too easy. That's a cop-out. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, then, damn it, that's a podcast, Brad. That's All a right. podcast. Let's just call it. it there. Let's make some damn money because I think we were one in five last week. Yeah, that was let's a bad do week. it. Here we go. It's a good week. We're, we're, we're flipping a script. Yeah, I mean, we we're, were pretty fine. I, I was actually ran the numbers when I got back, um, you know, how we were doing the season. We're both, uh, thanks to last week, we're both under 500, which is no good. No bueno, but, you know, I usually start the year a little slow. What really pissed me off is I'm in the Westgate, Brad. I'm in the Westgate contest, and I started um, I started 7-3 and three the first two weeks, which I never do. Um, I'm uh-huh. always fighting those first two weeks, and then I get better and better and better, as I do from year to year. Um, and that's been, you know, um, because I've been tracking this stuff for, for years and, um, you know, I, I usually get better from week four to whatever. So I was really excited going in and I felt really confident. And then just like, we watched it all unfold. There was too much negative energy in that room watching the games with you. So I can't watch the games with you anymore, Brad, cause you're costing me money. All you and your negativity <laughs> costing me money. I got to get the chi away. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I got to rearrange my furniture. I got to take showers. I got to you know, light incense and sage and whatnot. I know. I know. Hey, I, you know, you're, you're just another one on the list that can't do stuff with me. <laughs> I refuse to do this with you anymore, Brad. Okay. <laughs> yep. I've heard that before. I get it. Yeah, I re- I no, Brad, let me explain. Now. No, 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 no. I get it. I get it. I, I've heard it before. No, yeah, actually, there it. was, dude, it was so much fun on Sunday. We're laughing our ass off. It was off. great. Nonstop. Really I actually had a little yeah. bit of a headache because I was laughing so much. It wasn't yeah, the whiskey. It was really, it was really awesome. And then the uh, eight pieces of pizza and the. Uh, didn't help. The, the, the four donuts the or whatever. Cheesy breadsticks oh, and the so donuts. What's so wrong good. with us? Can't we just be normal people when we get together? I mean, what. <laughs> <laughs> whiskey on saturday and then the worst diet in the world i'm still trying to sweat out all that salt i took in on sunday I know, it's Thursday i'm now. still feeling it with you buddy <laughs> yeah all right man well hey everybody out there thanks for listening um hopefully watching once again reminder we are on underdog tv go to youtube.com slash the underdog if you're watching on underdog please subscribe to our network uh you can see the button um or uh, the 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 icon the on the lower right hand side the red button on the upper left hand side you have the logo um, and then in the upper right-hand side, you also have playlists. Play a couple of videos, subscribe, help us grow our channel, help us add some content so we can, uh, we can make fun of some more stuff and you know, hopefully start winning some games. For everybody else out there, play some Daily Fantasy, make some bets, get paid.